Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. That was well done. I always, that's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, this morning, I want to welcome you here today to our 174th anniversary Sunday. And uh, uh, first of all, announcements uh, aren't many. 
Uh, we do have a few things happening. First of all, this afternoon's uh, service. Uh, we first of all are having lunch downstairs and you're all welcome. There looks like a, a good pile of food there as, uh, as usual. And uh, then the Highland uh, Line uh, Cemetery services at two o'clock and I'll be conducting that one as well. Well, some of you are visitors. I don't know your, fa your names yet all, but I will. Um, but we have some people who, ha who are, are having a distinguished moment uh, and that is uh, Ralph and Janet, and they're celebrating their 53rd anniversary. We celebrated some, uh, I know uh, Jim and Pam had uh, an anniversary last week, and we had one with Tom and, and Melanie, and uh, that is great, because that means that you're there for the long haul, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, we will be celebrating our 47th uh, th this uh, early, well, just a little over a month. And uh, I think that's forever. So uh, <laughs> don't tell my wife I said that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are so glad, uh, and, and we congratulate you. And also, um, we weren't able to sing happy birthday to Ryan Hunter, but he's celebrating his some kind of a, in the 20s somewhere. And, uh, and so uh, he had a birthday yesterday. So we're going to do both of them. We're going to sing happy anniversary to you, Jim and Janet, and also birthday. Are there any other birthdays? Maybe there's others. Uh, she says, uh, Josh says it's the end of the month. When is it? What's the day? Oh yeah, okay, we do have a little time. So you'll be here next Sunday so we can sing you happy birthday. Will you be here? Now they've got a lot of witnesses here. Okay, uh, we want to sing happy birthday and happy anniversary, so we're going to do both. Both in one? No, no, just one at a time. Birthday first? Birthday first and then anniversary. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ryan. Happy birthday to you. In case you don't know who Ryan is, he's that good-looking blonde dude back in the back. Stand up, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. There he is. Okay, and then we're going to sing happy anniversary to uh, Janet and Ralph. Happy anniversary to you. Happy And it's our 174th here at uh, McDonald's Corners, and uh, I will have, I'm going to ask uh, John to come and read us a little bit of a synopsis of the history of this church before we get into the actual worship. John? The church service in McDonald's Corners began in a grove of trees in the ninth on the ninth concession at the corner of the present-day County Road 12. In 1936, a log building was built for church services. There were no records from this time of services, but occasional ministers traveling through from Lanark, St. Andrews, at Watson's Corners. The very first elders were elected in, in 1845, which was the true beginning of organized Presbyterian church in this area. At this time, a new church was built on the current site. It was a wooden building, 30 feet by 60 feet, and made of three and four inch planks on end, doweled with oak pins. Inside was laid and plastered with, with wines, wainscoting. There was a wood-burning stove with pipes running the length of the building, Local people supplied it wood for heat each year. This church served for 61 years until, unfortunately, it burned in 1906. The property for the church was donated by Mr. William Lockie, 
who built the general store in the village, he also donated the property for the Catholic Church. The general store was owned in our time by Ivan McClellan, who was a longtime elder and clerk of session for Knox Church. He retired to Perth across from the store. Mr. Lockie purchased 30 acres and built the hotel at, at the time. After previous buildings were lost to fire in 1905, William Jackson Sr. purchased the hotel and, lot of worker, and a lot of workers who helped build the church that year boarded at the hotel. William Jackson Jr. lived at the, this residence for many years, operating a funeral home, and he ran the local mail run for many years. The funeral home closed in 1981, but the Jackson family continued the mail delivery until recent years and still reside there. This present church was built in 1906 and, was, and has stood for 113 years as of 2019 and has served a host of families, many of whom are descendants of the original settlers to this area. There have been many ministers serving this church with Reverend Finley in 1845 to Reverend Hinky, who retired in 2017. At present, we, oh, I guess really shouldn't read this. We have a new minister now, and that's Pastor <laughs> Philip. So we're not looking for a minister anymore. Um, I guess, so that, that says a lot about our small church that standed out in a grove of trees for 100, 181 years ago. God has truly blessed this place for all who attended. Thank you so much, John, for reading for us. And of course, uh, you're, are you third generation or fourth? Seven. Seven? Wow. That's amazing. Anyway, he has a long lineage here, so we thought we'd get one of the, the Duncans to read. And uh, thank you, John, for doing that for us. Our call to worship is there in your, um, in your uh, bulletins, and if you turn to it with me, uh, I will be the leader, you'll be the people of God, and it's short. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us pray. Good morning, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with. The heat has somewhat, and we thank you for this time together on our 174th birthday. We thank you, Lord, that you have supplied the need for so long, being consistently there to assist, to touch lives, to be with the grieving, to bring together those in holy marriage. Lord, we give you thanks for the many members that have been part of this church over the years. Lord, we give you thanks and ask that you will, at this point in the life of this church, draw many unto yourself. We thank you for all those that have come to visit from the past, friends and family and neighbors, and we ask, Lord, that they will be blessed as a result of this service. We give you thanks for all that you have done and ask, Lord, that you'd continue to use this church in this community for the ongoing work of your kingdom, both here at home and around the world. We, Lord, also want to say how much we adore you, how much we are grateful that you have been there in the entire life of this church. We ask, Lord, now that you would bless every member and every adherent, Lord, and May they know, may each know that you are their caregiver, that you are looking after them, that you don't leave us ever, and that you never have forsaken us, even though we felt that time, that, that at times in our own lives. Forgive us our sins, Lord, that we might walk in newness of life as we enter this week ahead. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from anything that we've done wrong. Blessed be his holy name. Would you take your hymn books with me and turn to number 475. Number 475. 
I am the church. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. The church is the people. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. Many kinds of people with many kinds of faces. All colors and all ages too from all kinds of places. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. Sometimes the church is marching. Sometimes it's bravely burning. Sometimes it's riding. Sometimes riding always is burning. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. And when the people gather, they're singing and there's praying, there's laughing and there's crying, sometimes all of it's saying, I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we're the church together. Because some people received the Holy Spirit and told the good news through the world to all who would hear it. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All around Jesus, all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. Thank you. You may be seated. The uh, core, little song we're going to sing for the, uh, for the children is Jesus, Friend of All the Children. And I'm going to ask the kids to come and join me. We're going to set the groundwork for the message. And uh, I'm going to ask them to be listening for one or two things that they'll enjoy as part of the service. Okay? Number 656.
brother, he's six foot two, and weighs about 350 pounds, is at my place right now. And we've got the whole family here. So someday you'll grow that tall because your dad's tall. Right? <laughs> okay, so so I want to tell you the story very quick. So Mary and Martha were sisters. And Martha was a doer. You know what a doer is? Somebody who just does it, gets it all done, cooks the meal, cleans the house, all in one fell swoop. And she'd done it all. And but Mary liked to listen to Jesus. So decided as soon as Jesus came with all his disciples that she was going to sit right in front of him. Like, right in front of him. Like this. <laughs> and so, and, and she sat down right on the ground and he was sitting kind of in a, in a sort of a, a, probably a stone area that they had out in the courtyard. Out in kind of the backyard. And there was trees over top. It was really a nice day. And so as soon as Jesus and the disciples came, Mary, not Martha, Mary went and she brought them right in and sat them down. And then she plumped herself right at his feet. So she sat down. I don't know how we ended up after this. <laughs> she sat down just like this. So am I at your feet now?
they are a gift from you. We ask, Lord, that you'd be with them, and Lord, most of all, may they always be listening for your voice, because though we may forget you, you not only never forget us, you are always with us, no matter where we may be. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you. You were great. Done this before. The guys are coming, Joel and Josh. Good morning, everyone. We're going to sing a song uh, titled Your Love, O Lord. And if you look inside of the insert inside your bulletin, there's a copy of the words, so it's not just the two of us, it's all of us. Uh, most of you have probably heard us play this song before, uh, but feel free to stay seated as it is warm, but we'd love to uh, hear you sing along as we worship for our Lord. Thank you, Josh and Joel. Appreciate that beautiful chorus. Take it home with us. Sing it. Um, our prayer today before we receive the word is written in your bulletins. We're going to say it together. It's written in bold print under listening to God's word prayer. Today, O oh God, 
We thank you for this week. We pray that you will help us by knowing you. We will know ourselves and also know those around us. Give us the strength and grace to serve you with all our hearts so that our efforts will bring many friends and neighbors to you. Amen. I'm going to ask Harvey to come and read the scriptures. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 43. Just before I begin, um, John, that was a very good story about uh, the house I grew up in. Uh, I, remember, I remember the dates quite, uh, quite well. But thanks for reminding me. So this is Luke um, chapter 10, verses 38 to 43. And the lighting's not too good here. My eyes are quite uh, compromised. The Lord and his disciples were traveling along and came to a village. By the way, you heard the same story during the children's story up front. If you were listening, you won't need to worry about this one. When they got there, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat down in front of the Lord and listened to what he said. Martha was worried about all that she had to, what had to be done. Finally, she went to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't, Lord doesn't bother me, but bother you that my sister has left me with all this work to do. Tell her to come and help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen what is best, and it will not be taken her. And here endeth the lesson. Thank you. Well, I, I always uh, wonder what I'm going to speak on at anniversaries. And I have spoken at a pile of them. <laughs> and uh, some have gone over very well. But this one here, I've never preached on before. I mean, I really haven't preached. And that is at an anniversary service. But what I'm going to do is, is I've started the main part. And I'm... And then we're going to get into the little itty-bitty parts to help us understand it. And I told someone this morning that I was going to preach for 12 minutes. So I've got my watch here and everything. <laughs> 12 minutes it is. What, what, what this story really tells us, or asks the question really, is do I really know myself... And do I really know though all those people around me? Do I really know my family? Do I know my church family? Or do I just jump to conclusions as to why they're doing what they're doing? Because you know, folks, that's what it is. It reminds me of a story some years ago. The Archbishop of Canterbury was rushing to catch a train in London. And in his haste, he actually, accidentally jumped on the wrong passenger car and found himself in a car full of inmates. The guard had just left for a moment to throw his cigarette away, and when he came back, he started counting the inmates, locked the door behind him, and started counting the inmates. They were, of course, all in garb, you know, jailbirds. You know, the strike. And um, so he started one, two, three, four, and he stopped. There in the middle on one of the seats was a good-looking gentleman wearing a business suit and a clerical collar. And he looks at him and he says, who are you? To which the answer came back, I'm the Archbishop of Canterbury. And the, and the, and the guard continued. Five, six, seven, eight. The point is, to the story is this. It's so important to know who we are and then to know those that God has blessed us with around us. 
And if we don't learn that, then the church is dysfunctional. And I've been a minister, of course it was probably me that was dysfunctional, but I've been a minister of churches that are dysfunctional. I don't believe that this is the way it is here. I could be wrong, but who cares? The fact is there's been all kinds of character studies done over the years, you know, Myers-Briggs and, and Balkman, a German uh, a psychiatrist has done all kinds of work with that. I'm not going to get into that. What I, what I would like to say, though, is that we are all different. And it's important to understand that. That's where we should start from. And oftentimes, it's the last thing we consider with the people who are around us. We must understand, respect, and even celebrate our differences. Look at Mary and Martha. They were opposites. They were two different people. It reminds me of Paul in Paul's letter. He says, some are prophets, some are teachers, some are action-oriented, while others are pensive and thoughtful. Some are poetic. Presbyterians are very thoughtful. At least that's what I was told at seminary. They're, they're thinking people, and so you must Make sure your, your sermons have something to think about. Well, Mary and Martha is enough to give anybody something to think about. The fact is, some people, we are all different. With different personalities and different lifestyles and different temperament. And you know what? That's okay. Indeed, it's necessary as long as we're loving and as long as we're tolerant. Now, I've, I want us to think about this because here's Mary and Martha. Two people who are a great lack to getting along or the lack thereof. The fact is that dear old Martha was a doer. I'm, I'm a Martha. I have to say, I've got to get it done. My wife says that I can't, I've, I've lost a lot of that trait in my, in my older years. And I said, that's because I don't move as fast as I once did. There's got to be a reason, you know, for everything. Anyway, here's, here's Martha. She's slave, folks. She's worked hard all day getting prepared for this because she knew the master was coming. And, and dear, dear Mary... She really got it. The most important thing in her life was to get all she could from Jesus. And so should we. There's an urgency needed, and we need to understand that. The scene is, is so typical of all of us, isn't it? I was, I was really good at making a scene when I was a kid. And I continue to do it into adulthood. I haven't done it in a long time, so I'm not going to start today. But I am going to say this, that Martha was getting it done. Do you know that just getting it done is not necessarily all life is about? All of us need to recognize that. And if we don't, we're going to miss out on so many good things that God wants us to enjoy, that Jesus Christ insists we enjoy. And here she comes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, do you not see me doing all this work? I know you saw me doing all this work, but do you not see that I need my sister's help? Tell her to come and help me. And Jesus says, uh-uh, that's not what's going to happen. I'm going to simply say to you that Mary picked the best choice. She's taking the time to listen to me. Now, now Mar Jesus rebukes Martha, really. I mean, he does it very gently. But nonetheless, he recognizes that Martha has some issues. And I suppose I could get into the issues, but I won't. Catherine would say to me, you know, I like Mary, and I see that Martha's there too, and I don't know what to do with Martha. 
And I said, well, you've been putting up with her, Martha, all your life. And she said, well, that's your opinion. The fact is that, that the less practical sister, Mary, was seen as doing the best thing. Jesus saw three little traits. I'm just going to quickly deal with them. He saw resentment, obviously. That's pretty, pretty clear. Beware of resentment. It can destroy you. It's dangerous. It can be a cancer. Secondly, he saw a narrowness. Mother, Martha is done in by her narrow perspective. Martha thinks her only way out is to get married to be doing the same things she's doing as well. I'll never forget the story of a, of a couple. You know, couples are opposites. You know that. Eh? God allows that to happen, brings two opposites together. He never brings the same kind of person together because if he did that, there'd be death. There would be murder. Anyway, Bill, we'll call them Betty and Bill, and they were given a surprise party. Uh, um, uh, a surprise by their family. It was their anniversary, and I don't know which one it was, but it wasn't, we're not going to worry about it. They were given a beautiful plaque. You know what Betty did? She jumped around, hugged everybody of the family there, both arms, and, and she, when they shouted surprise and gave them the present, and she was loud. That, that's me. I'm loud. And uh, Bill, though, was a quieter person. She squealed with delight, of course. She cried. She jumped up and down. She ran around the room, and she hugged and kissed everybody in sight. But Bill waited. And here's what he said. I want to thank you too. That was it. That was all there was. Now, if it had, if if she had, if Betty had left it there, it would have been fine. But she didn't. She said to him, "Look at you, Bill. You know you don't appreciate anything. If you did, you'd act like it. You would do like I do. Isn't that the way we are? We want people to be like me." That would be a big mistake. And last and final, the unkindness that came through. I don't think we can miss this. Martha tried to make herself look good and tried to make Mary look bad. I was offered a little bit of advice when I was just a young married man. I wasn't even a pastor at that time. I was, I was, because I went to seminary right after I married the girl of my dreams, and she still is. Some of those dreams are sometimes nightmares for her. But the fact is that, that he, this friend of mine, just as we were leaving, actually we were leaving the reception, and he said to me, you want to live a long life? I said, yes, I do want to live a long life. He said, you want to live a long time married together? I said, yes, I want to live a long time married together. He said, then always choose to make your mate look good rather than yourself. That was pretty good advice, wasn't it? I've used it all my life. We've got to recognize that we must always choose to make other people look better than us. And the point is clear. That we are called as children of God to first of all know ourselves. Because if we don't know ourselves, we won't know that we're different from somebody else. Jesus is teaching a great lesson here. About inner attitude, beware of resentment, beware of narrowness, and beware of unkindness. Choose instead the way of grace. And love that person that's in church with you because they are your brothers and they are your sisters. And you know what? You can't pick them because the family of God is made up of people. God chooses to be his own. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, thanks so much for your love to us. And we ask, Lord, that as we uh, uh, enjoy this time together, Lord, may we respond with gentleness of heart. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Number 39, God of mercy. Number 39 in your hymn books.
So, Lord, after all, you're the one who gifted us first. We ask that you'd receive both gift and giver and use both of them for the ongoing work of your kingdom, both here at home and around the world. In Christ we pray. Amen. We're going to the, go to the Lord and pray. You may be seated. We, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer for the requests uh, it, that we have. There are quite a number of them. If you have some that you'd like to remember, we're going to give opportunity in the middle of the prayer to, for you to do just that. Let us pray. 
Gracious God, on this anniversary Sunday, 174 years as we make our way now into our 175th, one century and three quarters, we marvel at the way you have provided. We marvel at the wonderful people that are part of our church. We marvel at the giftedness of the people of your church. And we ask, Lord, that you would, by your spirit, Bless each of us. We pray for those in need, and there are many. We pray for George and Terry, Bob and Robert, Ray and Nancy, Sophia Dawn and Joyce, Rob and Stan, Morgan and Florence, and Nick. Lord, we lift them all up. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would visit them. We think, Lord, of, of the way in which you have guided us. We think of those who are seniors and not able to be with us. We think of Rita this morning, who really would love to be here. We think of Audrey. We think of Dawn and Donna. Oh, Lord, in your mercy, as we bring them to you, would you please visit every one of them today? We also, Lord, want to remember those that are on our hearts, that are on our, our minds, Lord, that are not able to be here and in your mercy, O oh Lord, as we bring those requests to you, would you please hear and answer our prayers? Lord, we want to pray for those that are an authority over us. We know that there's a a federal election coming up in just a few months. And we ask, Lord, that you would guide and direct us all as we seek to elect someone who will represent you in their character and in their ways. We ask now that you would be with every part of our church, every member, every visitor, Lord. Would you please encourage them and lift them up? Lord, may we be more like you because, Lord, you were perfect. Now, we can't be perfect, but, Lord, we can certainly be more like you as we get older and as we mature. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Josh and Joel are going to have the closing piece. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and it's in your insert in your bulletins. Blessed be your name. 
let's sing the chorus one more time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Amen. Thank you. What a way to end. Let us stand together. Now, is the part we're singing now? Okay. They're the the choir. What a choir, I tell you. All right. Let's stand together. I thank you for coming today and trust that you will take time to uh, make your way downstairs. Uh, I'm told that we don't have Joel, Caleb, and Isla to close singing, so... um, We have Joel, but we don't have the other two little people. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to simply pronounce the benediction and also include the grace for the food. How's that? (laughs) And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit rest and abide upon each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.